Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. In this episode, I speak once more with Asha, who is Kinesis Online. On Twitter, you can find her at K-I-N-E-S-I-S. She is a trans woman who is seeking to engage in rational discourse around issues of the trans experience. In this discussion, we delve deeper into the typology of trans women and discuss what lies beyond one's identity. That is, is aspiring to merely be seen as belonging to this or that category enough? What are other qualities that lead to a rich and fulfilling life? If you enjoy this content, consider giving it a positive review on your podcast platform of choice. And feel free to follow me on Twitter at Benjamin A. Boyce. Financial support can be given through www.paypal.me slash Benjamin Boyce. You are part of the transrational groups. That's your... That's what you guys are working on. Like that you have like your hashtag or your umbrella group. Right. And you guys are trying to, I guess, figure out um, different responses to the kind of public perception of trans people, both based on what um, certain trans rights activists are doing and then also the misconceptions of various groups and to try to form a a platform where people can come together and actually go forward with certain issues around the trans experience. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, generally speaking, like the purpose of transrational, as it is, is that what we're trying to do is create an actual group of people that can be supportive of each other, that can be supportive of trans rights in general, but not be demanding privileges or advocating for the kind of behavior that we've been seeing in the media lately. Yeah. Right, and that kind of behavior is—it's it's so completely like abhorrent, and um, I, I can't—I can't even imagine. Like you know, because we look at these things, and we see people just going down the list, and they're just like, like they should fire the employee. Like, wait, you, you saw that video? Right? Okay, so there's this video, and I'll, I'll throw that in our video um, of this person who's apparently trans, or at least wants to be presented, trans, wants to be interacted with by society at large as though they are a woman that wants the pronouns and then the titles of ma'am and, and lady and so on and so forth. Gets misgendered in a GameStop or some other mall and flies totally off the handle and actually displays some very masculine behavior. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, very, very, like... Negative masculine behavior. Very just, like, angry and bulky and... Like I'm gonna scrap, you know, like yeah, and like, and then switches into let me talk to the manager mode. Excuse me, sir. There's a young man in here. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you fucking said sir. Sir? Okay. Motherfucker, take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker! I apologize now. 
I need your corporate number. Because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how it's misgendered several times in this store. I need your corporate number now. Get it for me now. I'm going to ask you to calm down and stop cussing. Give me your corporate number. Well, I'm going to ask you for the fifth time to stop calling me a man. Because quite clearly I am not. And I apologize for I'm sorry for that, ma'am. I will get you that number. Is that okay? Yes, get it for me now. I'm asking you to stop cussing. Get it for me now. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. Give me the damn number. Please. Ooh! Ma'am. Ma'am, I apologize. Ooh! I apologize, Then the problem was that, like, people go online, and then you see these lists of people online. They're just like, the GameStop employee should have been fired, and that's ridiculous because it's like this guy did a really good job he de-escalated mm-hmm. he worked he 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 went outside what I, I'm sure that he felt was his like ability and right to defend himself and he he went total customer service mode which is yeah superhero level, yeah. right a lot of emotional labor there yeah that was really <laughs> intense like me to hug at the end of it like I just I want to hug him while like watching that movie because I'm just like oh my god, uh, and then people are calling for that person's firing. Yeah, and they're calling for his firing, and it's like why? Why would you do that? Like like the, how? How can you not see that this person's behavior is completely unacceptable? Like 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 not only does this like not only is it unacceptable behavior for any human being in any situation, you know, unless they're like five years old, um, hmm. then it's sort of expected, but. Uh, we try to teach them not to do that, right? Yeah. You know, and then um, it also reflects really badly on the trans community in general. Yes. And most trans people are not like that. Most trans people just want to, we want to duck, we want to keep our heads down, we want to go through our day, and mm-hmm. we don't want to like get. Um, we don't want to be noticed mm-hmm. as much as possible. You know, like we're just trying to blend in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what we want. And I think that um, in particular, like just going out there and acting like that hurts us because it well uh, one thing that it does is that it makes it very easy it presents a straw man for people who are against trans rights um, for various reasons whether they're phobic or wary there's a whole spectrum of people who have problems with trans trans issues they don't understand whatever but it ties in their head that a trans person is linked to a mentally ill person. So this blow up really ties in the public consciousness that these are unstable people. These are not socially, uh, these aren't people who want to fit into society. They want society to fit in to them. That's one level of bad press or bad publicity Mm -hmm. with that incident. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem. And that's why a lot of us are having to stand up Mm -hmm. and, and to talk about these issues, even though I don't think that a lot of us would necessarily want to do that or want to do that yet Mm. there's there's just like there's issues where it's like wow i don't know i'm losing my thought but you're right completely yeah yeah so there and then that that goes to um like you wrote an excellent article about uh blanchard's uh kind of categorization of what it is to be trans from the male, uh, male to female, the typology, uh, and there it seems like we're all kind of forming a typology of what it is to be trans in the just the public at large because it's just something we're all paying attention to now. So that that person reacting, overreacting to a very small slight. And then a bunch of people on the internet saying, well, this employee shouldn't be forgiven, shouldn't be taught anything, should just be fired. Um, 
Also, we have this other character who I don't want to name. I don't even want to gender. He who must not be named. They who shall not be misgendered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they present... There's a lot of evidence that this person has some really weird... Uh, sexual proclivities. So that brings up this whole tying this person who's going around and getting people banned for misgendering them and getting people banned from at least from Twitter, getting copyrights on YouTube videos to, to stifle any sort of speech about them. That person, if you look at that person there's a lot of weird fishy sexual behavior towards minors you and mean literally fishing for sexual behavior with minors? Yeah, there, I, I have screenshots of like actual, <laughs> like, if you were two years older, like, maybe we could, um, mm-hmm, you know, which is just right. blatant, you know. So there, there's, there's, a sexual, there's a sexual question about what it is to be trans. There's a, there's a and, and I've been slowly, like, talking to different, specifically male to female trans. I haven't interviewed any female to male trans but one thing that I haven't really got a grapple on is what is the relationship between sexuality and gender that's a really tough question um, and I, because I think it changes from person to person and yeah. even it probably even changes over the course of one's trans existence or going through the transition sexuality it depends on the person some okay. people it does some people it doesn't mm-hmm. it depends like people who are generally a little more openly or fluid in general um, can but this is a really complicated subject. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if we can decouple the sexual perversion aspect of of the miscon- misconception of trans people as as one huge well, group. One problem is that, like, like with people, like um, they who must not be misgendered, as you so aptly put it, uh, is that they're talking about they have a sexual perversion problem, and I don't know that that's related to the trans at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like specifically, them being a pedophile is not something that I particularly, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I've seen a lot of groups, and there, there's a lot of groups with a lot of different like um, proclivities mm-hmm. that I wouldn't necessarily like. Like, they don't touch, and they would not have anything to do with a person like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even I mean, they could be weird, whips and chains, whatever, but they would not nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. like the lowest form of. Of perversion you can possibly of get. sexual deviance. Yeah, as far yeah. as I know, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the closest we have to objectively, uh, objectively, objectively wrong uh, sexual behavior. I mean, I would, I would say so. Yeah. Personally. That's not, I mean, it's just not even something that I feel like you can... Justify. Y- y- I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, like I, it just... Right now, this whole MAP thing that's yeah, going that's on what is I wanted completely to get blowing yeah. my mind. What does though. MAP stand for? Minor attracted persons? Yeah, okay. Like, what? <laughs> like, you're ruining the word map for me. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I used to love maps. <laughs> well, the LGBT community did take the rainbow away from Noah, so maybe it's just... I'm sorry. Fine, you know what? You got me. You know what? Like, it's a little close to home. Yes. But it, it seems like with the with Twitter and other internet companies that basically now control speech, uh, with these laws that they're uh, putting in place about you cannot dead name, you cannot misgender, it almost invites people with sexual deviancy of such a radical behavior like the, the MAP community or pedophilia community say, well, we can gain acceptance or at least we cannot be criticized if we put ourselves within the the trans 
aegis. It almost seems like there's a an invitation to abuse these hate speech laws. And I think that the person who we can't name or don't want to name is somebody who might have like retroactively went into the trans thing because then they saw that as an opportunity. Did you just call him Voldemarta? Voldy? <laughs> Voldemarta. <laughs> Word. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna. That's like that's their official name. Yeah. For now, we're just gonna do that because like I'm tired of saying and typing. They who must not be named. Yeah. Well, yeah. Martha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, still has a snake because there hasn't been any uh, surgery, as we know. <laughs> okay. The whole whole joke on parcel talk. <laughs> oh no. We could go into completely demented territory. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> that will always be edited out with a salacious. Well, we shouldn't have gone there. Edit. <laughs> Great. Like, yes, nobody can see us laughing. That's bad. <laughs> Laughter is supposed to be very serious. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, but but because it's a really so serious situation, actually. Well, it is. And it's getting out of control, and laughter is one of the things that we can't do. And laughter is something that we can use to actually uh, dismantle the ludicrousness of certain behaviors. Well, okay. So I'm wondering, you made a connection between essentially like where the trans community is going and the map community, yeah. and sort of like seeing a connection there. And I'm wondering if it's not necessarily a connection between like the trans community and the map community, so much as the fact that we're apologizing for and we are making it okay for outrageous behavior like what we saw in the video racist behavior outrageous oh outrageous okay right yeah sorry um yeah we're, we're defending outrageous yeah. we're, de we're defending ridiculous behavior it's like 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 okay like this is this is supposed to be what an adult looks like this is supposed to represent what an adult this is supposed to represent what a woman is hmm i don't Think so. Well, no, it's not ladylike behavior, but maybe that's maybe maybe not. But maybe it's still that's not all good a construct for anybody, right? Maybe that's all a construct. Maybe yeah. civility is a social construct, and right. and if we're willing to apologize for behavior that bad, yeah. then maybe the math community is thinking, well, I mean, like they can do this, yeah, like and we're apologizing, but we think that's okay. If this is okay, then maybe this is okay, mm. right? And I think that's the level that we're sinking to over here. Is like mm. like that's that's. I feel like our social values, like against that kind of public behavior for adults in general, is so. Hmm. I mean, in a way, it's very childish behavior. Yeah, it's and it's these totally are it's who childish. Are to yeah. children. Oh well, there you go. Huh. That's an interesting connection. I mean, it's not solid, but it's very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a thing. I don't know. I just thought about it now. But. Yeah, but what what can we do? Or I'm sorry. And by we, I, I'm not part of your community. I'm just I, I see some very brilliant people, you and Corinna and uh, several other people that I've interacted with. Very brilliant people. Very reasonable. Very empathetic people. Uh, you know, don't think of that as I'm just talking about you, but like there's there's a lot right, of yeah. very intensely intelligent people. How, how can we platform you guys and what do you need to to say to the community at large, to the world at large, to in order for judgment to occur on bad behavior, whether it's sexual bad behavior or just like incivility behavior, and say that that's a totally different thing. We can judge you as an asshole without hating you or being afraid of you as somebody who doesn't fit within normalcy. I'm sure you're doing that. 
Well, but how, how do we take it forward? What's the next step? What are you guys in the transrationalist community wanting uh, well, to do? Yeah, so we're working on videos, and that's one thing that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to go in and we're going to try and explain this. And like something that I would really like to be able to do is to build a full-on website. Um, like This would require a lot of money and manpower and time. But what we would need is like I want to create a website that's essentially like a transition resource for trans people that goes in over mm. things that are acceptable and things that are not socially acceptable. Like mm. um, just basically kind of like, you know, a lot of people are young and they're transitioning, a lot of people or whatever, but we're, we need to like influence them towards being more rational and say, you know what, like mm -hmm. um, just uh, how about discussions, counseling discussions for ways to deal with the things like being misgendered. Um, okay, yeah. You know, and how to do that properly and maturely, right? Um, just well, what's what's so bad about being misgendered? Why is that such an awful thing? Because it confronts you with the truth that you're trying to avoid. And what is that truth? The truth of whatever sex you are, right? So, like, I mean, like, like when I go outside in public, in yeah. general, like, I don't usually dress up quite as dressed up as I am. Yeah. But um, sometimes I do. But mostly I just don't really have the confidence for it. Uh, mm -hmm. But when you do... But when, I, but when I do, and then people say sir, or whatever, yeah. then there's a part of me that honestly is like, I failed. Hmm. Okay. I, I feel like, hmm. okay, I failed, and then I started going over the list of what's wrong with me, what did I do wrong, mm. is it... Was it like the texture of my face? Is it the shape of my jaw? Is it my nose? Is it my blah, blah, blah? You know, like I can go down this whole list. Like, did I do my makeup wrong? Is my hair wrong? Is like, you know, did I wear the wrong things? Is my shoulder too large? Is my, you know, like, and I go down yeah. this whole list and I explode into insecurity, mm. right? And then I have, mm. and then I start feeling anxious and then like I want to go hide away. Okay. Right? Okay. You know? Um, and that can all be triggered by the word sir. It can be, but that's not another person's problem, hmm. it's my problem, right? It's hmm. my problem for even trying to do something like this and then having some part of me that expects it might work in the first place. Hmm. Um, but if society changes around you, then you won't have to confront that? You won't have to go through that cascade of insecurity? No, it's more like if I get to a place where I can fool society. Hmm. Right? And it's not that I'm trying to lie to people that I want to do that. It's not that I want to, like, wrong, but in my day-to-day -day life, I just don't want to be reminded mm. that I'm male. Does that make sense? Like, it's not that it's not that I have any particular desire. Like, I don't really want to be a woman specifically. I just don't want to be seen as a man. Hmm. And why not? It, is there a nest of associations, or is it a feeling of it's a feeling having a role, or, yeah. or an essence? All of this. Uh, more, of a, more of a role, or um, a feeling... It's really hard to define. Hmm. It's really hard to quantify. And I don't know if it's something that we've ever really successfully quantified. Hmm. You know, And I think that's where we come, if we wrap back and we talk about the typology a little bit more, that's yeah. a little bit where Blanchard starts to quantify because he's like, well, there's two real types. There's the part where there's the there's people who are like stuck and he calls them autogynophiles, but I think that that's not necessarily like the best word for it because I don't think it completely explains them. So autogynophilia is... The tech. What's the technical definition of that? Um, it just means the love of oneself, the love of the idea of oneself as a woman. Okay, and that and Blanchard ties that to a sexual thing, or this... generally speaking, okay. yeah, because of like like the vast majority of trans women, um, it's particularly trans women. I don't know why it's not as much trans men according to Blanchard, although I've met plenty, but um, mm. 
you know, they'll be, they generally will masturbate and they'll think of themselves as being a woman while they're masturbating. And what they're really masturbating to, it's the thought of themselves as a woman. Yeah. Right? Or being treated like that, or so on and so forth. So it's a getting off on the being perceived as a woman. Yeah. And that's kind of a a gross category or very... Uh, low resolution category. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and it, like it gets really, really complex, and it's not always sexual. Like a lot of people who are asexual or who don't really do those things will be still in that category, mm-hmm. um, according to Blanchard. And this is where we start to disagree. Right? It's you because, and Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I really firmly believe that there's a there's a there's a whole other category that I would call autophobias. You know, like like autogynophobia oh, okay. yeah, or autoandrophobia, okay. which are generally yeah. like like a general sense of total like fear of one's own like personal characteristics hmm. like sex characteristics and, and for me I think that's more where I'm at I mm-hmm. think it's more my motivation mm-hmm. where it's like I just want to, to get them off of me hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it's just and do, and do those do those qualities of masculinity do they exist in the social sphere or do they exist on you are they something that are projected onto you or something that you exude that you want to stop exuding? Yes. I mean, if you lived in a, in, <laughs> in a world where everybody's blind, would you be fine if you could just master the feminine voice? That's a really good question. I hadn't thought about that. Or would you have to take all mirrors out of the equation, too? That's a... I've never heard that question before. I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> sudden blank window of intermission it takes like, <laughs> yeah. like a ten minute intermission because I'm thinking doo, 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 doo. <laughs> hey, we go smoke a joint oh I got it okay uh, yeah yeah like yeah hold on a little bit <laughs> can I got I got oh, I lost it oh my god yeah. <laughs> um fuck it's a really hard one uh, well, I just wonder if you can put the nexus of okay, it's the negativity. All right, so like, so okay, so think about it. It's not just the sight, right? It's okay. touch too. Like the way that somebody would hug you, or the way that. Well, okay. So for example, um, there's this internal touch and out external touch. Like, like you know what it feels like if you get like an ingrown hair. I have ingrown toenail. That's the closest. Right. Okay. So yeah. So you like you've had an ingrown toenail. Yeah. You know, like. Had them too. Here we go. Um, so, if you have one of those, then you know that it can be really, really painful, and that it doesn't matter at all whether anyone sees it, right? Yeah. Okay. What matters is that it bugs the absolute hell out of you, yeah. and you take steps to fix it. Yeah. Right? So, I could master the female voice, but if I go to kiss a guy, you know, and he finds out I have a beard or my face is rough, it's mm-hmm. not going to fool him. Mm hmm. And would you be satisfied if that, if your lover embraced that or got off on that? No. Because you, you find that yourself objectionable or... I feel it in my face. It's like, it's like an ingrown toenail only times 50,000 and it's, um, mm-hmm. it's worms coming out. I want the worms gone. I don't really care about the rest. Like, yeah. And then for me, it's not, it's not as much about like what I'm becoming, but as much as not having that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then, um, so to go back to your, your, uh, this phobia, this, this, uh, or this, uh, very strong dislike. It's like a recoil. A recoil of a property that your body manifests constantly. Right. Or the way it's shaped and then the way that it produces things. 
basically. Yeah. Does that go down into like the energetic, like like that, uh, like a testosterone fueled like uh, obsession with things, or or like a? I don't know. I mean, like uh, like looking back on my life, like I have no regrets in terms of the amount of hours I spent learning how to play guitar or to, mm -hmm. to paint. Yeah. or to write. Um, I think all of those things, like, if they were fueled by testosterone, hell yeah, I used to get. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really have a problem with that sort of thing. Like, the way I've lived my life, I feel it's huh. completely fine. It's But not it's bad. more of, like, an existence level, like a... Like, the way that you are, as a being, is something that you want to modify so well, that... I mean, it could be, it could be something as simple as, like, like your, um, like the balance like like your balance as you walk around like your um, hmm. like your center of gravity hmm. right so like I've always found like until I started transitioning like after after a little over a year so I'm like I'm getting close to a year and a half on hormones like my center of gravity is different and so it's easier hmm. for me to move around right because it's it's always was easier for me to orient my um, hmm. my body perception sort of more centered and that's really weird if you have like an, a higher upper body center of gravity and so what happens is I end up like being really clumsy and moving around wrong and huh. I find it much easier for me to move around and to be like to just to feel like I enjoy the action of movement like, so even your inner ear is my inner ear like like your inner ear like your sense of balance like I'm just saying like your inner yeah. ear like is is off it's telling you that the way that you're positioned in the world isn't correct to how you want to be positioned in the world, how you yeah, naturally... Well, I want to be able to, like, move around people. Like, so, like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you, you're in a crowd, and you're in a crowd, and you're, like, like, if I can be really centered and, and move that way, then I can just slip around people. Huh. And it's so nice, because I can just, I feel smooth, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't know what the huh. word for that would be, but I, but I feel that way. I feel easier, yeah. you know? And, and it's the same problem that I have with, like, like being really tall is because of, when I'm really tall, then, like, I feel like I'm looking down on everyone. And I hate looking down on people because I want to have a conversation, mm. you know? And I don't want them to feel like I'm automatically an authority just because I'm tall. Yeah. You know? I want to be able to prove it. Yeah. By just engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, to, to kind of do a straw man argument, would you yeah. go so far as to cut, shave two inches off of your hip bone in order to be shorter in I order would, to fit in to what you want no would you want to like physically <laughs> alter your height uh i mean if i could do it without permanently causing myself pain yeah okay you know but i don't i think there's a certain amount of like a little bit of inconvenience versus like quality of life yeah yeah you know? okay. and there's some things that it's okay to have a problem with that you should learn how to be okay with you yeah. know yeah like yeah, I have problems. Like I'm not perfect, right? Well, yeah. But isn't that good? Isn't it okay to have a problem with that because that gives you something to work on, hmm. right? And but, how am I supposed to become wiser? Yeah. If I'm not willing to confront my own values based on my own body. Okay. And, and how many people out there have body problems? Like I've got them. Yeah. But so what's the difference between a medical intervention and a psychological intervention? It seems like there's question. two things. Like I deal with the discomfort that I have in this body or I, I change the body like and I guess everybody has to very smartly and this is the the most important part of the conversation I think is to like really let's slow down before we enter into medical intervention because that that robs the person of of growing and, and understanding deeper how to control themselves in the world and how to make peace with certain aspects of their body I would kind of disagree with that okay 
because actually transition sort of forces you to do that harder. Okay. Right? So, like, before I began, um, and, and I mean, if anybody knows me, uh, obviously, like, then you know that my story, which is, you know, I was really, really sick, and then yeah. that it was, it was a medical attempt at trying to find something yeah. that would help me. And hormones, at, at progesterone or estrogen? Estradiol. Estradiol, that is what actually cured you of a debilitating. Combined with an anti-androgen, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That cured, because you were, you were inoperable as a human being. You couldn't even move. Right. <laughs> and those, those hormones and this, this therapy wasn't just a therapy for your dysphoria, it was a therapy for your not, want, not being able to function as like a human being yeah 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 no i mean um and that's what it was so so for me that's like that was my line for medical intervention it was it was like i have no life i will do literally anything that it takes and if growing a pair of tits is what it takes to get in a bed yeah i will do that okay right but i didn't decide to do it until after it helped okay yeah. which i think is really crucial because it's not like like i mean for me that it's not I had this identity issue. It was always something I felt frustrated on, and it was something that I was like, you know, I, I shouldn't do this because I mm. don't think I'll make a very good woman. Like my, you know, mm. like I look at my body objectively. I'm an artist, so it's yeah. like, this isn't this isn't gonna work, you know. So let's not do it. I'm just gonna learn to live with it, mm. right? But then I hated every part of me, mm. it's equally, mm. right? And it's so almost like like so you had a psychological dislike, but your body itself didn't like itself. That's what it felt like, and it felt like like being in my body was like a trauma, and I had to recoil from it. And so I spent my life in my head, right? Mm. And I didn't go out and hang out with people. I didn't do that stuff. I just stayed in my head, and I worked on art, and I worked on music, and I yeah. played video games or whatever it is I did. Yeah. Um, mostly, mostly that though, art and music, and went to work when I had to, and and survived. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, and there was a kind of comfort in that. Sometimes I miss it because, like, mm. but um, yeah, but just everything—just the feel of my skin, the way I smelled, the mm. like, I felt like I was always smelling some stranger around and mm. was repulsive. Like, and I didn't understand it. Um, and once you got on the, the hormone therapy, then that that sent you on an entire journey or trajectory of confronting and integrating. This womanliness, manliness conundrum. I don't even know. Um, all I know is that like there's things I've liked that I push myself not to do. And when I, when it was like like my initial thing was like, oh my god, the hormones. And then hmm. I hadn't really talked to gender critical people yet. Okay. And I hadn't really. All I'd read was people like Zinnia Jones and um, just a lot of like trans activists and, okay. and, and and things like that because I thought at the time that maybe trans people would know what they were talking about more than regular people. So it took me a while before I got to a place where I had understood enough of what was going on on the inside over here and what was enough was going on here. And then I had to go through a whole series of actually wrestling with those arguments because my brother asked me and he was like, look, you know what? I get, like, I saw you when you were sick. I get that this is a really big thing that the hormones helped you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But why does that mean you have to be a woman? Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> okay. That's a really good question. And, like, because he validated my reasons without validating my reasoning. Yeah. You know? Huh. And that's when I had to start really confronting my 
what I wanted versus what was real. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when I had to start realizing, okay, this is something I didn't want to do. It's something I have wanted to do. Okay. It's something that I finally got an excuse to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, so now I'm jumping off the defense. Now what I have to do is I have to, like, own up to it and admit that I just want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then, so then the question was, why? Why do I want to do this? Okay. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, why you want to do this, and then the entire slew of arguments uh, within the public sphere, within the activist sphere, and then, uh, and by activist, I mean like the trans rights activists and all the queer theory, I guess, or trans theory, I don't know if there's a specific theory, the gender theory, and then the gender critical theory. So, you want to talk a little bit about, like, where you started and and what you interacted with? Um, Did you start, like, okay, I'm going to get into the trans... yeah, I started theory. on the TRA side. Okay. I totally did. And, and like, you, you just accepted it, or...? Well, I mean, it was all I read. It was the only side I'd read, right? So, okay, so basically, I'm, I've always had, like, gender issues or whatever. I was pretty supportive of trans people, because I had trans friends, right? Yeah. And then, you know, but I didn't really see myself in them. Like, I remember specifically one person was telling me about it, and I'm like, that's just a fetish. <laughs> but I thought, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, some people... We would talk about it or whatever, and I would just... Yeah, thank you. Um, I would tell people... Here, I'll wait, and you can cut this out. And I just want to make sure that we're focused and that my body's in the shot. Okay. Yeah, is it? Okay. You just, like, magically are going to teleport forward. It's ching, ching. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so yeah. Uh, so you started in the, the trans rights activism investigation. Well, I wasn't actually going to be an activist or anything. Like, my whole gig was just like, the only reason that I didn't start studying this stuff was I wanted to find ways of proving to my family that I was not going completely batshit crazy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right? Because hmm. yeah, I always had these thoughts, but I didn't act on them. It was, it was like, I thought it was silly to act on them. I thought, you know, like, your life only lasts, what, 60 to 90 years. Like, it's not, it's not like... Hmm. It's not like it's going to make this huge difference. Like, if I had had a smaller feminine body, like, if I was super... If I could have just put on a wake in the past, I would have done it long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have just done it. Um, but... Because it would have just made more sense to me. But I, I think that... Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't. And it was like, okay, so... I'm not going to do this. It's pointless. Like, what am I going to do? And if I do this, I, sacrifice, I hurt my family. Mm-hmm. And all my family, they have to live the rest of their life knowing that there's, like... But their their older brother went off and did the thing, and now mm. they have this like elephant in the room all the time, every holiday when I don't show up, or even when I do. It's or you know, like mm. and I'm just I'm just thinking about their lives and how like my actions would affect their lives, and okay. I thought, you know, and so so we, so then I get sick, and then for three years I'm trying to figure out what to do, and I'm just trying thing after thing. I tried all these antidepressants, I tried drugs, I tried. I tried so many things. I tried exercise and diet and going outside and moving to the country and <laughs> mm-hmm. I tried nothing, doing nothing. So it seems Diets. like the the difference between um, the, I I see a difference here. There's a contingent of the trans rights activists who decide to do the opposite of what you did. You decided to work on yourself and and to figure things out in order not to hurt. Uh, your family and, and in order to try not to interrupt everybody else. It seems like there's a contingent, I, I, don't, I think they're probably pretty small, it's just they're very loud and kind of powerful right now. 
that want to say, you know, I have all these bad feelings. The world needs to change because these feelings are the world's fault. And the, the they don't like me is, is a, it's phobia. They don't, or they, they're not attracted to me. That's phobia. And they have this whole tool set that's been developed in kind of the leftist progressive world of blaming everybody else and, and almost... It, it, it seems like that's the other way to deal with this very intense discomfort is to is to go on the attack. Project it. Is to project it, to go on the attack, to demand that everybody adjust and accept you. But um, I mean, where does that lead? Where does that, Well, I mean, that's the gambit. So yeah. where does it lead to go down that way? Why, why, why would you not go down that path? Because I'm not the only person in the world. And because I have to live with all the other people in the world, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, we could just take this into total self-interest mode. Like, I don't want to live with people who hate me. Right? Okay. I would rather so people... why not force them to not hate you? Or to kick them out? <laughs> to exile them? From... Because what you can do that, the more you try to force people not to do something, the more they hate you just for trying to force them. Hmm. Right? Like, this is not a world where you can just, like, make people, you can influence them. Right? You can influence okay. it. You can create art and create music and you can create things like that. Yeah. And then they can enjoy that and they can feel something. And if they feel something, you know, and they feel like, okay, you know, there's a connection. Like, your art made me feel something or it made me cry when I needed it or it made me, yeah. it made me really like, then, then you, then that brings up a feeling of connection, right? A feeling of love. Yeah. And so you, you establish that a relationship, right? But if you don't establish a relationship, then you're just yelling at people. And if you're yelling at people, you're literally an antagonist. Mm -hmm. And if you're an antagonist, you're not going to make friends because people don't want to be seen with you. Hmm. And especially if you're antagonizing people over like clear reality. So it's like, hmm. all right, like, I'm never going to antagonize anybody ever for for gendering me wrong. Yeah. It won't. Just, why would, like, that's, it's so completely, like, it doesn't lead anywhere good for anybody at all, ever. Well then, okay, if it yeah. doesn't lead anywhere, why is it so strong right now? Why is that picked up steam? Why is this deplatforming thing happening if it doesn't work? Or do we're they... not where it leads yet. Okay. We're not where it leads yet. I mean, well, where it's leading is a backlash. And the backlash is happening now, and it's mm. and I'm working to kind of mitigate that as much as possible. Yeah, you know that's what transrational is about. Transrational is like, hey, some of us are rational. Yeah, some of us are. We care about other people, and we care about other human beings, and we're working on ourselves, and that's what we're doing. Is we're working on ourselves mm. to to move forward. We're working on ourselves so that if we don't want to be misgen misgendered, then we work on passing for ourselves. Yeah, we don't want to be. Um, hurt in that way mm -hmm. then well we we have to deal with the process we're surviving the process we're okay. working through it okay. because because facing that is what it's going to bring us to a place where we're wiser okay and that's what we're going to bring us to a place where we have something to give back to society mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter if you're trans or normal if you're just a mooch mm. you're not attractive <laughs> yeah you know, I don't know if you've ever smelled desperation on anybody you've dated before, but it's yeah. not attractive, and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're trans. Yeah. And if every trans person feels that desperation and and holds that attitude, then that people are going to associate that with trans people. Yeah. If if the only media that we see coming in is is craziness, 
is this is this total insanity and immaturity? People will, like you said before, they're going to associate it with mental illness. Yeah, yeah. So what 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 is it about that first step? It seems like the first step is I don't know how to formulate it. Do I work on myself or do I work on the world? Like what what's that first step that that pushes people in these two directions. I'm going to go towards wisdom, or I'm going to go towards, I guess, it's pretty foolish, whatever this is. I, I don't know. Because I've always been trying to... Like, like, like for me, like what I am, what I'm showing you, that's yeah. what I've always been. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't work my voice, obviously, but, yeah. but, but I'm being me. And, and I think that... Mm. Um, yeah. Um... What were you going to say? Well, I just I wanted to bring it back. You, you mentioned like going home from going home or not going home for the holidays, and and not being accepted by your family, or at least causing your family pain. It almost seems like you're you're making a gambit that if I can prove myself, and I think this is the noble way to do this, if I can prove myself as somebody who is loving, who is wise, who's caring, who's productive then all this other stuff doesn't really matter. Basically. That, but, I mean, that puts it in a nutshell. Yeah. And essentially the point is, like, look, this is a... It's a fashion choice, you know, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and my parents, my, my family is really religious, so there's... Uh, Conservative. Actually, coming out to them as trans was not even close to as hard as coming out to them as being into men. Okay. Right? And yeah. being open and honest about that with my family for the first time, you know, because, like, I've been sort of, for a while, but, like, admitting it, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was way harder. Yeah. Because that's one of the reasons they, um, so I have a trans aunt, and so my parents would talk about it when I was a kid, and, so, like, one of the reasons they would say that it was such an abomination was because no matter which way you went, you were gay. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, and I don't, I didn't, um, so I was really homophobic for a long time. Mm-hmm. And extremely homophobic when I started to realize that I was attracted to men, hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And uh, anyway, so that's a whole I've, other story. I've spoken with um, people in the gay community who are trying to get out of the LGBT community because of the gender theory stuff. And I had this thought that it might be the case that trans rights are becoming so popular right now because. It's easier for, let's say, a, a mom to think of their boy as as a woman trapped in a man's body than to conceive of him as a man being attracted to men. It almost seems like some of the trans, uh, the push for trans stuff is almost at root homophobic. Like it's, people would rather you become a woman and be into men than be a man and being into men. That's just a thought. It's just a surface thought. I just wonder if I that's... I think that's true in some cases for some people. If that's folded into this. I'm sure that's part of it for some. Yeah. But I don't think that's for everyone. And I'm not sure that that's, like, the overall social, okay. like, trend. Yeah. You know? Um, but is, the, is, is, your, is your trans... Is your, is your woman... I just think trans is the, even the wrong word because trans is a, is a state of going from one to the other. It, right. But, so it's it's just an unstable term in, inherently, which leads to the whole queer theory of like we we don't want to have any gender. We always want to be moving around. But it seems like your your position is more solid. But anyways, your your transit your transness, your being a man, feeling a woman, 
not liking being a man. That whole thing is is paired to, or is informed by, or how is it linked to being into men, desiring men? Do, you don't want to be a man, but you desire. Uh, that's men. Complicated too, right? Because like I mean, I've I've, I've played around like like when I was younger, I would you know I worked at a gay bar and I like would would play around with guys and you know like make out with all the drag queens and <laughs> 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 um, you know and I. Um, so I had I had a lot of fun that time, uh, but <laughs> you know. But then I then I got really paranoid because like I would encounter people and then it would be like you know we're we're engaging in the hot tub and then that's when I find out they had HIV and then oh yeah yeah or uh, various stuff like that and it would just be like oh and also this person got HIV and that person's got HIV and that's what I'm like I can't do this mm. like like I don't like the gay community I <laughs> think at all mm. you know and then I and then I did I met someone and I fell in love with him and. Um, and then we went to go do some things, but he was so feminine in the way he did it. He's just like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, like I don't know. It made me feel awkward. Hmm. Like, it made me feel like this wasn't wasn't what I wanted. And I thought at the time I was like, well, maybe this means I'm not gay, you know? Oh, okay. Which was frustrating at hmm. the time because I was like, but I want to be gay. <laughs> if I'm into traps, I'm not gay. That was that was like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then I then I um. So then I just kind of like was like no not guys. But the problem was I just had like there's a couple of guys that I've just been in love with forever and that they're um, but they're straight. So what am I supposed to do? Right? I'm a, I mean they know me and it's like it's mm. not like me transitioning would like enable me to get them. Yeah. You know because they 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 know me and they they've seen me as as they've always seen me right. Okay. And I mean. So it's almost like you're. Would you say that you're not generally attracted to gay men? You're attracted really. to straight men. Generally speaking, yeah. And so I that kind of folds into your self-conception. It's like a, it's like a kind of. Huh. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's like just gay men, because for one, I haven't. Or effeminate ever. men. You want a masculine man yes. who's into feminine. Who desires the feminine? Or who wants me? Who you wants you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I don't, I don't really see myself as like particularly feminine. Okay. You know, I don't know. Hmm. But um, but yeah, I do want a masculine guy. Like I don't know. Like I want a guy who's got like, I want to be really smart, sense of power. I want him to like, like I want to be able to talk to him the way that we're talking, and I want to like mm-hmm. feel like I'm engaging with them. With yeah. Him. Like, like, like I, I just I want to feel him. Does that make sense? Like I don't want to, I don't want it to feel like he's trying to get me to fill him up. I want him to fill me up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Is I, that it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay, so anyway, what happens? My brother asked me that question. Yeah. Right? Like, like it's okay, so you get medication, but why does that mean that you have to be a woman? Like, can't you just be a man with tits? Like, is that like, is that not something you can do? Oh, okay, because the reaction to the estrogen would be... Yeah. And until that point, I had been arguing pretty firmly and sending my mom articles and Zinnia Jones and all these things, and she was sending me back articles of Walter Heyer. And you know who Walter Heyer is? He's a, he's a detransitioner. Who sort of went on kind of a religious crusade, and so he, so he's is he detransitioned himself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he's a Walter higher, I guess. Okay, okay. But but his story is not what I would consider indicative. Like he tried to buck the whole process. Like he he was drinking a lot when he made the decision and dealing with a lot of abuse issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that's a sub that's a subset of of. The trans question is that how do we know if 
you really want to go through all this, or is this just a way of distracting from other Could things? Be. And, and if we can't have that conversation, then we can't. Diagnosis is, is out the window, which is throwing people under the bus. And it's not just that. Like, if we have, like, the diagnosis, right, that's one thing. But also, you know, just like, could it be that, like, you know, I had an abusive childhood, so does that mean that maybe mm-hmm. I'm just dealing with abuse? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's exactly what it is. I still choose this. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... The difference isn't whether or not we're right about my motivations. The difference is whether or not I'm willing to go through it knowing that I may be making a really big mistake and willing to take responsibility for my actions and to continue on in that way. Yeah. And that was what it was with my brother. It was saying, you're right. I do want this. I don't know why, really, but I do want this. And so I I began to really start to study the other side of the view. Which which is the other side? What do you mean? I'd already kind of started at this point, but it was, well, it was the feeling that I'm getting this whole one-sided argument, right? And everybody was getting really echo chambery, and nobody was coming in with new information. Within the trans community, you're saying? Yeah, within the trans community. I just kept wondering, like, well, how come, like, everybody's saying why, and they're using medical papers and inches, but to me, these don't, they look, they look suggestive, but not conclusive. Okay. And... Why is it that it took me... Like, I'm grateful for this. Like, I would not be sitting here talking to you right now if it hadn't been for informed consent for hormones because I had to go into a clinic. I didn't. I wasn't able to go in to do the gender therapy thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the therapy. I just wanted to try the hormones and see if they'd help me out. Yeah. So I didn't want try, someone trying to convince me of something before before I knew if the hormones worked, mm-hmm. right? Because that was, the, that was what was going to convince me. It wasn't, you know... Anyway, I digress. Uh, so anyway, I started. I got onto Reddit, and I started going onto different Reddit forums. Yeah. Um, I tried to go on the Reddit gender critical forum to see what everybody was, because they were posting on yeah. on Ask Transgender. Yeah, uh, they have a weekly peak trans thread, which is pretty in- intense. Well, I haven't. I haven't actually seen that one. They, they banned me in like two days. No, I'm sorry to hear that. They're a no, cool it's okay, community. So I, I don't know question. why, but like they're they're being cool with me. But I understand <laughs> well, they they have some issues uh, of being echo chambery themselves. But they have a position. I was asking them TRA ish questions. Is what okay. was happening? Like, oh, okay. I hadn't I hadn't really like defined new questions yet. I was just in there asking okay. them, and okay. then they were just like, "Who's this trans person? Get them out!" Okay. Um, but they have they have a case. Yeah, well, I mean, that was what it was. Like, a lot of that was, like, really intense. But it was, I was seeing the mass transgender thing, they were just like, you know, these people are evil and horrible and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, really? Let me see what their point of view mm-hmm. is. Because I have a tendency of being like, oh, you think someone's evil? Let's check it out. Yeah, let's go look at these turfs. Right, let's go do it. Let's talk to them. Yeah. Let's see if they really are as bad as you say. Right? Mm. And if they are as bad as you say, if they are doing these things, if they are advocating for the destruction of trans people everywhere, then... You know, actually, there were a couple who were. <laughs> there are some people who are there, like, advocating for the destruction of trans people everywhere. And you're like, wow, there's, like, fucking two of you. Mm. We should totally generalize the whole movement. Yeah, yeah. Based on two people. Exactly. Which is the which same is thing that you're fighting against. Which is what we're fighting against yeah. on the trans side. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what's the gender-critical argument? The gen- uh, they believe that gender is the basic problem, uh, the basic cause of sexism in general. Okay. I think. Um, hopefully I'm not misstating this. Okay, I'll, I'll have some of them on at some point. Great. Uh, yeah, you'll, 
Yeah, you should but, talk but to what Jane you Claire th- Jones. What? You should talk to Jane Claire Jones. It'd be okay. amazing. But generally speaking, they're um, they want to they want to abolish gender. They feel like in a society that doesn't have gender, then we don't have gender norms. And if we don't have gender norms, okay. then anybody can wear makeup. Anybody can wear a dress. Anybody can wear pants. Anybody can have short hair, and it doesn't actually matter. And that. The differences between people are based on biological sex and not on gender stereotypes. Okay. I, I need to... This is a whole other conversation. Maybe we shouldn't go down there because, yeah. like, it doesn't... I totally don't grok it. But w- okay. what is their problem with trans individuals? Or They feel that trans people are perpetuating gender stereotypes. Okay, yeah. Right? Um, and it's a little bit hypocritical because they'll, they'll, they'll yell at trans people for not doing the stereotypes well enough. Yeah. Like, well, you look like a man. You know, you don't even dress like a woman. You're yeah. not acting like a girl. You yeah. know, and then they'll be like, "Well, you're just acting like a girl, and you think that's what a girl's supposed to act like." And yeah. You're like, yeah. well, you, you give us some leeway here. Like, yeah. come on, like you know, like and the ultimate thing is they don't really, they just don't see, they don't understand where we're coming from or why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. What well, one one argument, and this might be a straw man, but one argument that I've seen there is that uh, male to female trans people are just perpetuating it's like hyper misogyny in a way or it's hyper patriarchy because now now these men are going invading female spaces and and taking away female sovereignty and demanding all these things from women which is trying to get women to center male-born people in feminism yeah exactly right exactly Yeah. yeah and then and then one and then another thing is persuading women into sleeping with men. It's the best, cotton ceiling. Yeah, the cotton ceiling, which is uh, lesbians are now being, you know, shamed into accepting the phallus because all of a sudden this phallus is a feminine object, which is actually not the case. But, you know, they have to I mean, accept that. I mean, just the phallus is kind of masculine. I'm just, I'm just saying maybe. that that's It's how a masculine it. symbol, but if you think about it, it's like... <laughs> no, no, no. This is funny. I went to a comedy show. (laughs) Um, Jonathan Van Ness was running a bunch of comedy things. So with a friend of mine, and like, there's this feminist comedian who went off on this whole rant, and like, I would never have. But she changed my mind on that, and she was just like, you know, like, think about it. Like, like the penis is like, it's sort of soft. It's really hard to keep it hard. Like, it's it's really easy. It just kind of like shrivels up and like hides away, right? You know. Whereas, like, the vagina will take a pounding. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and so she I was, like, seen that, yeah. she was going off on about how, like, like masculine men have, like, feminine genitals. And, like, yeah. feminine women have masculine genitals. And I was like, yeah. that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever agreed with in my life coming from you right now. Huh. You can cut this whole segment if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we, we were we were we were talking about the gender critical side. So, what did you? So, you went from kind of the TRA side. It doesn't seem like you were the, on the radical end. You just Never. wanted to understand the arguments so that you had solid reasoning. Yeah. You understood you had reasons, but what's your reasoning? So, you're developing your reasoning. Then you went over to the gender critical side to see their reasoning and hopefully to expand your reasoning. So, I actually ended up on the gender critical side mostly by virtue of meeting um, Blanchard. Okay. Right? And a bunch of Blanchard things. So, like, my first initial thing was, like, okay, try to tighten. Like, where, where do I fit in the typology? Okay. Because, like, my story doesn't really fit very easily into the typology. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, it's like a question of, like, am I an AGP? Like, do I have a fetish? What's AGP? AGP, like autogynophile. Okay. Right? Or am I just a homosexual transsexual who, you know, and, like, in both cases, I'm like, well, there's, I could, I could argue both cases. Yeah. Equally. So am I both? Yeah. yeah. And people are like, well, no, you can't be both. And I'm like, they're like, it both happen, but it's very rare. And I'm like, well, Okay, but you're not saying that yeah. you're fluid, that you go from one to the other. No. You maybe oscillate within certain things, but... I'm what? just saying that, like, like if you go down a check mark and you do a list, and okay. so, like, yeah. if there's a, a, a checklist of, of traits, I tend to cluster closer to, like, the HSC side, okay. but, like, not so in with them that, like, it's confident that that's what I am. And you want to add to this typology the the yeah. the, the anti or the, I don't know what what did you call it? the phobia? Oh, anti-androphobia, anti or auto-androphobia. Auto-androphobia. So right, and no. then like I guess with like big long Latin words, you read them backwards, so it's like fear of the maleness of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like it's, yeah. You fear your male, I guess, or you male fear, or I don't know. The fear of you being male. Uh, yeah. But once you get that typology, once you recognize these different aspects of your of your character, and you recognize that those aspects of your character produce fiction in your life, either a sustained fiction, uh, friction, not fiction, a sustained friction, like an ingrown toenail on some levels, but there's also this societal friction that, that causes you to go into psychological, uh, you know, spirals of insecurity because you didn't quite pull off the woman, which reinforces the fact that you are stuck in this being one thing, but, and not fitting into that, which you are. So, so you, on the gen gender critical side, you, you agree with that there are sex differences. There's mm -hmm. rooted in sex. This is the problem I have with the gender sex divide because I, I see that gender is actually the emergence of biological properties and has a whole host of social things that are actually can be explained evolutionarily with regards to pr propagating the human race. And this is just how things have evolved. So when you go forward and say, okay, there's, there's me, how do I interact with the world? And it seems like you're, you have certain principles. I want to be nice. I want to be wise. I want to be smart. I want to be productive. Like those are, those are more important than me being perceived as feminine or perceived as a woman or a lady. But, right. the, but those things are things that I want too. They're more like the vehicle. Right? To get there. Like, I mean, like, you're hungry and you want to go out for pancakes, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or like, you want to get, like, a, a Belgian waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. Right? Like, like you want to thing. And so it's, like, a mile down the street. So you could either walk, you know, or you could take a car, or you could take the bus, or you could call a cab, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but how do you get there? And how you get there sort of is how people treat you. So if you like take a cab, they think you're rich. If they think, hmm. if you, if you take the bus, they think you're poor. If you walk, they think you're crazy, maybe. Or on a stroll. Yeah. Or on a stroll or just like healthy. You yeah. Know? They think you're healthy. Yeah. If you, you know, if you, yeah. And so on. So there's like different. But is the, is the pancake in this analogy or this Belgian waffle, is this being a woman or being no. perceived as Neither. a woman or not, no, no longer being burdened with none of that. 
No, the pancake is just, it's the other stuff. It's its being wise, or it's hmm. learning to be wise, or it's learning to be nice, or it's learning to be all these things. It's the, its the things that are actually life goals. Like, being oh. a woman is not my life goal. Okay. I don't care about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I care, but it's, that's the car, that's the vehicle, it's the mode of transportation, right? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that maybe that's the thing then. Maybe this is the, the split that, that I was trying to ask about. It's that the goal isn't to be the goal is the human goal. And and all this other societal stuff needs to support that becoming yourself, becoming a wise person, becoming uh, filled with certain sorts of wisdom and, and certain properties that actually aid other human beings. And, and the, the masculinity or the femininity in which you plug into the world, and in which you navigate the world even on your, on your body, on the, the level of your balance, on the level of your, your cheeks, those things are secondary to something much more important. And I wonder if, if that is kind of like the root problem in the, in the radicalism side of the trans stuff. It's that they want you, they want to demand that you treat them like a woman without doing any of the stuff of actually becoming a good person. Yeah, because I think in some ways it's a combination of impatience and over-focus on this idea of being a woman. Like, like mm. if I'm going to become an emotional wreck, it's because I'm focusing on what I'm not. Okay. Or even focusing on something that doesn't really actually matter. Focusing on myself at all. Like, I, like mm. as long as I'm not focusing on myself, I can focus on art, I can do anything, you know, like, okay. and I can work on it. But if I start focusing on myself and the things that I'm going through, then I turn into a little wreck for yeah. a little while, mm. and I have to deal with it. Um, hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm lucky and, and it's not, that it'll help me out. I, I think there's, there's a difference here between focusing on the the qualities of yourself versus the properties of yourself. Like, yourself as having certain properties of, of being, uh, you know, being, let's just, any identity, like being black, being oh, white, being, yeah. there's those properties, but then those, those, just... those leads to ruin, whereas the qualities of the individual, those are something that, that you should be focusing on as a part of yourself, as something that you're attaining. So properties are things you can't really work with, right? I mean, you can work with them to some and degree. Tweak them. And you, yeah, you can yeah. tweak them, but there's like certain base properties that you can't change. I can't change the property that I'm male. Yeah. I can't. Right? That's nothing I can ever change. Hmm. I can I can change my body, I can get surgery or whatever to to make my body as feminine as possible so that I look female. Yeah. Hopefully. Right? You know, and, and, uh, skeleton willing. Yeah. <laughs> well and feel feminine as well. I don't No. I already feel feminine or not feminine or whatever. I don't I'm okay. not concerned with that. Okay, okay. That's not, at yeah. least for me that's not something I really care. Like like feeling I feel like me. I'm not trying to feel like feminine. But does but does being misgendered interrupt your feeling of you? Or is that the cause of somebody who's overreacting to being misgendered? Is that an interruption of the, the feeling of self? No, it's more like a... That's a really interesting question. Um, my, my reflex is to say, no, but you might be right. I think I think I just forget that I'm male. I just forget. Like it's not mm. it's not that I like I'm trying to be, like it's hard to explain but I just I go through I'm doing my thing going over my life. Well, I mean, I don't stuff. think of myself as male either. Right. Until I get interrupted or or like, you know, that whole like you know, my masculinity got taken away from me or anything like that. I guess like in certain moments of desire that's when my masculinity 
is exertion, and I, I feel that. I feel masculine insofar as I am the desirer rather than the desiree. I, I guess there's certain aspects of that, but so I, I wonder if like there there's an, a very strong case for that auto uh, androphobia being like this interruption of forgetting that you just this this interruption of you just interacting with the world in a productive manner, and then all of a sudden it's like an what, expectation, right? It's like it's it's not it's not actually the word. It's not it's not even the fact that they perceive me as male. It's more that, that like when people perceive you as male, they have an expectation of you to act in a certain way, to dress in a certain way, to do a certain thing. It's sort of like what gender critical people talk about with their social expectations. Okay. That are real bothering me. Yeah. You know, like I don't fit or feel like I fit well within those expectations. Mm -hmm. And so I wish Hmm. I could go to a place or a kind of existence where people never had them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I would much okay. like I don't want to go hmm. hang out with the guys because what they talk about is boring. Hmm. Like, it's really boring. I don't want to go talk about cars. I don't care. Yeah. Cars are all my thing. Like, I don't care. Let's talk about paint. Or let's talk well, about... Well, that's a guy thing, too. I mean, Picasso was kind of a... Sure, guy. sure. That's like okay. a, a non-gendered thing. But let's yeah. but let's talk about color and art and stuff. And okay, like, yeah. You know, like... More let's qualitative talk, than yeah. Let's talk about decoration. Let's talk about your upcoming wedding. Let's talk yeah. about, like... Okay. Let's talk about guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but let's not, like... Um, hmm. But I don't want. I don't want to talk about engines. Yeah. Or, well, or or I don't hmm. want to get stuck in endless conversations about like little detailed math things that don't make any. Like you know, well, and I don't I, want people to expect me to add anything to that. Yeah. Or to be. I I don't want to be expected to take charge at all. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Well, the the this is a whole the whole other discussion, but I just wonder if if it's an emergent property of a culture that's based in biology, and I don't have the data for this, but if masculinity usually is seated within men and femininity is usually seated within women, and then on a societal level, men start to cluster together just because they have similar interests, females cluster together because they have similar interests, and then out of every thousand people, you have probably 10 or 20 people who are like, who I'd rather be with the guys or I'd rather be with the girls, even though they are not uh -huh. women or men. So there's the societal emergence, which forms an expectation among people. But if society is lenient enough to not really care that, yeah, you're still a female, but you're into engines or you're a female and you're into code, right? Uh -huh. And that's that's actually pretty cool because you... You, you That's still, what every guy wants, right? You, you bear into this discussion something that we don't see. Like, as a female interacting with, uh, you know, UI development or something like that, okay, you understand something. You, you're tying something together that we can't see, right? So this, this society doesn't necessarily need to get rid of all these gender emergent properties to it so much as just say, okay, we can be tolerant and actually we invite people who don't fit within these categories to but nevertheless fit within the social emergent properties of discussion or like child care I mean, I, that would be the ideal yeah you know like i mean however the clustering happens i mean i think that would be the idea i think it would be you know you're just free to be whoever you want yeah. you can you can wear a well but the, there's this there's this one extra step though like with with the, that i think is throwing people off with the with the trans stuff is that this is one one more step in that so just with my own experience like I fit in good with children and women. I'm really good at well for a while, and I can't do it anymore because I have other things to do with my life. But 
I fit into this this career that is 95% women, which is the you know daycare, like childcare. Like I go and I, I understand how to work with women and with children. And for a while there, when I was first doing that for the first couple of years, I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm a guy doing this thing. And, and it wasn't so much like that I felt emasculated. I, it wasn't so much the, the expectation of disappointing people so much as the, the expectation like, why are you really here? Like, what is your real motivation to work you mean like the thing that every man gets where it's like, are you a pedophile because you like kids? I never, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never, I never felt that from any given person, but I had to like, kind of think like, this is kind of, this is abnormal. Like this is a little abnormal. This is a little, there's a reason there's only 5% men working in here and like, and I just had to deal with those feelings and like, just like completely let go of them. It's just like, no, because I'm really good. And if anybody sees how I interact with the children and how the children interact with me, they'll see like, okay, this is just some guy who's got this preternatural talent of lying in the most extraordinary fashions to lunching children, right? Um, but there's that <laughs> one... Story tell? Yeah, that, that was my, that's my main, main talent. I should start a storytelling channel and actually make money off of YouTube. But there's, there's one extra step. So I didn't ever feel like a woman, and I never wanted to be a woman, even though I have certain qualities that allow me to have really good female oh, friendships. So what changes that? So there's this one extra step where... Where I, which I think is throwing people off on the trans things. Like you don't want to just be with the women, you want to be a woman. Like there's a there's a difference there. I don't know that I want to be a woman. Well, I, I was I just saying. I want to be seen as one. You want to? Well, what's the difference then? I don't really have any desire to like cramp up for a week a month. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like apparently <laughs> we men are now, genitals. Like that sounds horrible. Like, like uh, I'm trans not... women are now experiencing <laughs> menstruation, and and it's it's hate speech to it's hate speech. Now. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> I, like I mean, like there's such a thing as a as like a hormonal cycle, and when you go on estrogen, it does change your hormonal cycle, and you start to have like a kind of thing. a soupy week. Kind of. Okay. I, I don't know. It's hard to describe it as anything like that. Like, you you know, like, I'll get a week a month where my boobs hurt, and, huh. <laughs> and you know, like, I'm over extra emotional. Or Is it tied to the moon? I just wonder. Yes, actually. There we go. It's totally, it's totally tied to the moon. Totally <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, the woman and the menstruation and the moonstration and the loony bin like, and the whole thing. Fine. Well, I've always been like that. I don't know if that's just me. But, but, but... What, the, this is, it's so difficult, then, to say that, that you you don't want to be a woman. You want to be perceived as a woman. So I understand, like, the gender critic, well, the, the feminist side is like, no. You can't just like get all the perks. Like you're a man, so you have all the you have all the privileges of being a man or not being a woman. But then you get all the perks of being a woman, and, and doors are open to you and stuff like that. Do, yeah, do you see like there's there's stuff to suss out. What? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a whole thing, right? But I mean, like for example, you know, I don't get a period. That's great. I can't have kids either, and I'm not someone who is like viable in a relationship because I can't have kids. So it's not like mm. so like. The straight guys, even if I'm into them, like like they're gonna perceive me as this like a, a fuck toy. Yeah, I, mean, I spoke with right. that. About so that. I don't I don't get to really be seen as real as a real person mm. in a relationship, like in a, like a, a marriage. Yeah, it's really rare. Yeah. So like it's gonna be really hard for me to find someone who's gonna be into me who's gonna like yeah. marry me. You know, like I, I'm not gonna I don't know that that's in the cards. Mm. I, I think that it's gonna be my work that I'm married to. 
<laughs> I think that's what it is for me. Maybe, mm. you know, maybe not. Maybe I'll get lucky. Yeah. But that's not, you know. But I'm not one of like the super, super steps and donji types that um, that are just like the, the super pretty. Like you know, I'm not. And so it's like, okay, um, what do I do with that? Well, there's more to life than that, right? Hmm. Trying to deal with that, but. Uh, but you refuse to go down the step of guilting people into having sex with you. It's or not even... their fucking. It's not their. It's not their problem. Well, why? Why it's is mine. that? Why do? Why do other people think that they can do that then? Because they're unwilling to take responsibility for their choices. And if they can offload that responsibility on these huge corporations and hate speech laws and stuff, all the better for them, and all the worse for us. Uh, like yes. C sixteen and stuff like that. And yeah, what, I mean that's what it is. Out? I mean they think that they're. They're so wrapped up in them things, they're not looking at the bigger picture. Okay. I mean, they're looking at the bigger picture, and they think they're doing things for, like, trans rights. Mm-hmm. But they see themselves as being the exemplary example of a trans person. Yeah. And so a lot of people, the women might be like, you're not really one of us. Might be like, well, you're not really trans at all, because I am the definition of trans. Mm. And see, we're all doing that. We're all... We're all putting that forward. We're all saying that we're mm. the definition of it. And that's why there's such a big controversy is because everyone's experiencing it in a different way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And part of the purpose of transrational and it is, is to accept all these different points of view yeah. and to say, hey, you know okay. what, you, we're all coming to this from a different direction. Yeah. But what links us together... We're all anecdotal. Yeah, and what links us together it needs to be a unified front on what it is that we are enacting and how we're representing ourselves to the public. Okay. In general, from from many one, it's a e pluribus kind of thing. That's right. interesting. That's that's something to navigate, though. So what are like what are like so we would have to be principles. Like there's certain values yeah. that we are putting forward right. that and we, we can all to, agree on. And whether or not we even agree with those values, we need to create and set values that that make it so that when we're following those values, we're not acting badly in public. Because like every law mm. isn't always right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a case. You know, like like where it's a choice between the lesser of two evils. Yeah. You know, you're always going to get that sort of thing. But what you want to do is you want to set up a law where like people have like a guideline to follow. So one one thing that I advocate for, for example, is like trans women are not women. They're not men. They're trans women. Yeah. Right. Because we are. We're something different. At yes. least after we transition. After okay. After your balls cut off. After your you know you grow boobs. You're running on and estrogen. Your name, yeah. You're not really. Hmm. A man in the same sense that that a man is that you were, yeah. And do you think that that's kind of like the? But you're not price. That's a price for entry, though. Would you? Would you say I found on Twitter? And Twitter's such a, it's such a big thing that you can just find all these instances of like (laughs) exceptions that either prove or disprove a rule. But like, there's this one person who says I'm a non-gender conforming trans woman. And you're like, no, you're a dude who wants to pee uh-huh. in, next to okay. women. Like people like that. You see a dude with a beard claiming to be a woman. That person does not have. So that that's a barrier. For, that's There's a, absolutely no way that that person. Like, okay, there have been pictures of me in my life yeah. where I had a beard, or you know, because someone bet me that I couldn't do it for a week or yeah. something, you know, and I and I survived it. Or I tried to do it because I was trying to deal with being a part of a religious household. Yeah. Or I was trying to just be this role, right? Like, you know, it always bugged the hell out of me. Yeah. And there's absolutely no way that I would go... Like, if I'm having even, like, a little bit of stubble, I won't even... I'll dress as, like, masculine as I can. I'll try to, like, pass as a normal dude just because I 
I already know they're gonna see that. I don't want to make it weird. I don't want. I don't want to reflect on other trans people <laughs> badly mm -hmm. just because I'm too poor to get my. So, but the barrier for entry of, of being a trans person is to actually have to try to try to implement. A, a, you can't just be like like you're not if you're comfortable with the way that your body is sex and your secondary sex characteristic. You can twist ends around all you like. But the reality is you're not one of us. Okay. And and you shouldn't be allowed in you the female, asked earlier in the what's, female restroom then. I mean that's debatable in general, but um, hmm. you asked earlier. Uh, you know what's the difference? What's the mark? What what goes from you, who who is someone who's like a very, you're you're a fairly feminine guy, right? Yeah, I guess I'm a fairly feminine guy. Like like in personality at least, yeah. you know maybe. But I mean you're a storyteller. You like to tell you like to hang out with kids and yeah. be with women. And yeah, there, there's aspects of me that are certainly you know, jive can, with the femininity. Right, yeah. sure. Right. And it's it's good because it means you're a balanced person. <laughs> I think so. That's that's my conception yeah. of it. And so the difference between you and me um, is that maybe I have I have dysphoria, right? And so like I have a body problem and I have a and I have a medical problem that, that makes yeah. you know um but you, but you Something, refuse to have a social problem, uh, or you want to. I refuse to cause a social problem. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I can't help it if I have a social problem. Yeah, like that's a that's something that's my responsibility. Yeah, and it's something well, that to I be have a to social deal problem. Let's yeah. Say. yeah, but I won't be one. Yeah, as as much as possible, I want it to be the opposite of a social problem. I want to fix social problems, and the only way they can seek to do that is to be the sort of person that I would like to see. Yeah. Because no one else is doing it, and maybe that's how that works. I don't know. So I wonder if, like, we can... One thing that we need to do is the ability to call bullshit. Yes! We need to have the apparatus in place to call bullshit. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, I think that that's something that everybody can... Well, no, not everybody. But I think that there, a lot of people will be on board with that. And I think that if that, that might be one value for the trans-rationalist community to say, no, we, we reserve the right we to, to call bullshit and to be called bullshit upon. We, 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 do not, we refuse to be catered to on, on the sense of, like, just let us do whatever we want, be whatever we want, and cause a big stir-up. And I think that that's something that everybody that interacts with the comments should... No, you should have the freedom to be an idiot. You should have the okay. freedom to be an asshole. You all should right. have the freedom to be all these things. And you should have the freedom to call people out when they're doing it. Yeah. You know? Like, this person's behavior is reprehensible. You know, all of the people that we've been talking about, like, mm -hmm. like Voldemartha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And, and various other... Uh, what's her name? The, like the She-Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> was, did you see that video? Like, I will, I'll take you outside and show you, sir. Like, dude, you just completely. I'll show you, sir. I'll show you, sir. I'm such a. <laughs> you just completely demeaned your old argument. Like, it was such a beautiful cell phone, I guess. I mean, like, like I, just, I, I understand. Like, you're you're just really mad, dude. Like, you're you're really mad, hmm. and you're really early in transition. But you gotta realize, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like understand that there is a difference in social perception. And sometimes it's really hard to come to terms with the fact that your body doesn't fit the mold. Yeah. I, you know, like my body doesn't fit the mold. Yeah. 
big hands and yeah you know like <laughs> yeah i guess there's like a difference between this is a total aside but there might be a difference between just like not judging people for being having the, a certain body but body positivity taken to its extreme is pretty unhealthy for everybody involved. I mean, it sounds like if that's body positivity taken to its extreme, then it looks pretty negative to me. Yeah. But I think that's the case with any extreme, right? Yeah. Like, with any extreme you go to, like, that's why the yin-yang exists. Because yeah. you have to have creation and destruction in equal measure because they're the same. They're working with each other. You know, you, you to create a beautiful painting, you've got to destroy a white canvas. Yeah. I had a experience this is one of those things that i don't like talking about but i had an experience it was completely subjective it was completely eternal um but i felt i felt my masculine side i asked a question and i felt my masculine side and then i asked another question i felt my feminine side and then i asked a question like what 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 does it feel like when my masculine and feminine side are are in harmony and i felt like a complete human being like i felt like it was just like perfect zen I guess would be the word for it like I, I, I and and going back from that it's like yeah I'm we all have a feminine side and we all have a masculine side we all have these emergent properties and 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 some people I, I think that with the with the gender spectrum let, let's just say like the butch lesbian or, or the the very masculine woman or the tom girls like that just there's there is a difference between the sex of the person and the the, the manifestation of their character and the, the manifestation of the character. I don't think it's necessarily. No, I don't think it's a, a difference between their sex and their manifestation either. Because like I think that's like 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 being a butch lesbian is a completely valid gender expression for a woman. Yeah. Like and that's a womanly gender. You have to be a woman to be a butch lesbian, right? Yeah. 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 Although I guess that's what we're debating now. <laughs> well, but and I guess like at what point. Yeah. Do we draw the line between, like the bathroom thing? Like that's that's a that's a line that needs to be drawn, and everybody needs to be a part of this conversation. And the, the f women need to have the ability to choose where they feel safe, and women's spaces yeah. need to be guarded. Well, it's a really obvious line. The line is that if you, everyone thinks you're a woman, use a woman's room. Right? And if everyone mm. thinks you're a man, use a male room. Mm. And if people still misgender you halfway each time, use your birth sex room. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not so hard. Yeah. You know, like, like just, yeah. like, if people, but it is hard because when you're, like, some of those people are delusional and they're, they yeah. are mentally ill. Yeah. And so if you're mentally ill and you're thinking that I look like, clearly I'm a man, I'm yeah. a man, you want to say, <laughs> I'm a man, and you're like, I'm more passable than you are, and I yeah. still use a men's room. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess the problem with that that incident isn't necessarily that that incident happened. It's that there, there's this big mob that's always ready to go after the retail employee. That's always ready to blame the victim because the ultimate victim in that case is the trans woman. There, that's yeah. the ultimate victim, and there's right. no way they can victimize everybody else in the room. So, because, like, there's going to be this mob going after the person who made that little mistake. There's going to be this Twitter apparatus that's going to come down hard and kick you off Twitter for using, for dropping the S from he when you're talking about certain people, right? Right. So, we need to, I, I think that that's something that we need to 
push against. I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, desperately. Like, it's completely wrong, right? We're, we're fucking with freedom of speech. And when we fuck with freedom of speech, what we're taking ourselves into is a... We're turning ourselves into a mob mentality. We're turning ourselves mm. into utopia. Or a dystopia. We're turning ourselves into a society that's not going anywhere. And we're trying... Like, like we're... Hmm. And also, like, what is this thing? Well, okay, trans people need to be safe. What about kids? What, are you trying to safeguard trans people, but you're ignoring children who could grow up to be trans? Mm-hmm. Or who could grow up to be anybody? People that might help you out later? Mm-hmm. How about just people in general that, like, are doing things, who are, who are running the... You know, like, people go to work. They run the businesses. They run the, the buses and the trains and the, yeah. everything that we have to do in our lives. Like, yeah. And they're real people. They're just like you. They're going in there. And they're, they're like, hi, I exist. And when you, when you go into public and you use people that way, it just speaks of, like, hmm. a complete narcissistic... Like, it's so narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're defending that... You're enabling some pretty awful. Things. I don't even have words to really describe just how utterly shocking it is for me mm. that there are people defending this kind of action. It's no different than defending Nazis or pedophiles. Mm. It's it's your de- well, okay, it's different you did in degree. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's different in degree, but it's it's outrageous on that level to me. Yeah, um, but it might lead eventually to. I think it is to, to bring to bring back to what we were started with, like to the map community. I'm sorry, I really want to say pedophile, but now I, I like I'm so acculturated to changing my language. Fuck it, let's just pedophiles. Okay, yeah, the pedo. Uh, I was gonna say some even worse things, but let, let's keep this sort of family friendly. Um, <laughs> but that that leads to the if if you're defending somebody acting outrageous because they fit within the let's just say trans just by dint of them being trans or even wanting to be trans doing very little work or a lot of work to be trans but you're defending their behavior because they're trans that will uh, allow people who are even have some actual pathological uh, desires self-id's wrong why self-id wrong because it's it's a mask it's a mask for because it creates situations like what you're talking about yeah I mean, the problem with self-ID is that it's exactly that. It's it's where people can come in and just people who are not actually trans, right? And and the thing is, if you're trans, if you're really trans, yeah. you're going to be trans three years from now. You're going to be trans ten years from now. Hmm. You are. It's not a thing that you can really fix, you know, like, and I've tried to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been able to fix things about myself and work with personality problems that I don't think people normally are able to, and this is not one of them. It's not something that I can do, and it seems to me... Like, as near as I can tell, it's got some level of biological yeah. aspect to it, yeah. whatever that is. But so. you, you say, that's just an interesting way of putting it, that it's not something you can fix, but but it's, so it's like a kind of a chronic right, something it's like that, a chronic mental wellness of some sort. Yeah. I guess, like, I don't know if it's, if I recall so it. So coping, coping is the, is the process. You just kind of cope with this and, yeah, and makes, then you say, well, yeah. I'm coping with this and... Ultimately, I just want to become wise. So this is all this suffering is for me to be a better individual. And so, like that's right. an uber coping mechanism. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's your 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 meta narrative for for the whole process. I mean, it is really. But I mean, if you think about it, like you know, and I think about it sometimes. Where I'm like, maybe the reason that I really want to do this is because I'm like, I just want to see what life is like from both angles. Right? <laughs> like, like I really just want to know. 
I just want to know if I'm, you know, like able to. Uh, hmm. Maybe the real reason I want to pass it so I can really understand the difference between cultural expectations mm. from an mm. experiential point of view, so that I can then talk about it and own everybody in arguments or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what I really want. Who yeah. knows? I, I, I'm just saying, like, because like, it's like I doubt my motivations all the time, and I'm always curious about them. Yeah, yeah. That's healthy. I mean, I guess it's healthy up to the point where you doubt yourself whether you should kill the tiger that's eating your family or not. I guess that's like, there's always a line where that's going too far, but it's a, it's a good position to be in to always be questioning.